Joe Biden gets another favorable fact check from the left-wing media. The elite 1% have an incredibly different view of America than the rest of us. Plus, Texas moves to protect its border despite Biden administration threats. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden, a hard hat, and so-called fact checkers, because here's one thing as we enter into the presidential election year that you can take as fact. The left-wing media will do whatever it can to protect the Democrats. A perfect example occurred at the end of last week when Biden headed over to Wisconsin to hang out with some union workers. Now, before I get into the details, First, take a look at this clip from Biden's speech at a Wisconsin brewery. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's going Wait, what? Have you noticed that the mumbling and bumbling has gotten worse? And when he doesn't mumble, he says things like this. 14 million new jobs since I became president. 169 new jobs in Wisconsin. Wow, <laughs> amazing. I think the campaign for Wisconsin is over. Trump should just pack it in. Biden created 169 jobs there. What a goof. But that brings us to the focus of this segment. No matter what ridiculous thing Biden says or does, the media will cover for him. Now, during this Wisconsin trip, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar posted this on X. Nothing like having a beer with some great union workers, and yes, that would be Joe Biden in Superior, Wisconsin. Now, when I first saw this picture, I said to myself, what an idiot. Biden has his hard hat on backward. Well, a lot of people noticed the same thing and posted about it. That's when the left-wing fact-checking organization Snopes stepped in to fact-check that claim. The organization actually branded claims that Biden had the hat on backward as false. As reported by redstate.com, Snopes justified their false claim by stating, quote, the photo is genuine, and it does look at first glance like Biden was wearing that hard hat backward. But after comparing it to other photos and videos of the same event, we were forced to reach the opposite conclusion. The hat on Biden's head was facing forward, built to the front, not backward, end quote. Isn't that precious? They want so much for Biden to be right and all those critics to be wrong but in the process could not spare the few minutes it would take to actually show that, yes, Biden has the hat on backward. He has the big adjustment knob right in the middle of his forehead. But Snopes tried to justify their fact check by saying that the bill was facing forward. For some background, just check out this picture from back when Biden was arguing with auto workers. You have every variety of hat style in that picture. Brim to the front, brim to the back. One guy has a brim all the way around. And not one of these guys, not one, is wearing that strap in the center of his forehead. Now, it appears that because pressure was so great, Snopes has now changed their fact check to true. The organization in an updated post wrote, quote, As to the claim that Biden was wearing that same hat backward during the photo op, we now conclude after receiving input from knowledgeable readers that it's true. The fact that the nape strap and tightening knob are resting incongruously and uncomfortably on Biden's head is the tell, end quote. 
A tell? I see. Friends, this example seems small, even humorous, but the real point is that the left will do whatever it takes, even fake fact checks, to defeat conservatives. But once again, we see that if we fight back, we can win. All right, next let's talk about what the elites really think of America. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the left-wing elite in America and how their control of media, big tech, education has a chilling effect on what is presented on those platforms. The elite in America have gravitated significantly to the left over the last several decades, and their opinions on this country were brought to light this past week in a survey by an organization called the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And what the survey really revealed is an us versus them mentality of a ruling class and the rest of us common people. Let's start with personal finances. And please keep in mind that Joe Biden is polling nationwide at levels not seen since Jimmy Carter. In general, Republicans, Democrats, and independents think he's doing a bad job. Given that setting, when asked if personal finances were getting better or worse, 40% of overall voters said worse. Only 20% of voters said better. And yet, when the elite 1% were asked the same question, 74% said better. 74%. When looking at the Ivy League graduate portion of the elite, the percentage went up to 88%. So how about government control? That's something we as Americans can't stand, right? We value individual freedoms. That's one of the hallmarks of being an American, isn't it? Well, according to the survey, 57% of voters felt that America has tilted too much to government control. Only 16% of voters felt that America has too much individual freedom. 47% of the elite 1%, however, feel that America has too much freedom. The number goes up to 55% for Ivy League graduates. Only 15% of Ivy League graduates and 21% of the elite 1% overall feel like there is too much government control. It's crazy, but it gets worse. On the topic of climate change, which by the way, it's very refreshing and uplifting to see more scientists stepping forward and publishing papers which call into question the left-wing settled science on climate change. But as far as this survey is concerned, in order to fight climate change, respondents were asked if they would favor strict rationing of gas, meat, and electricity. 63% of overall voters were opposed to such measures. The elite 1%, however, favored those measures with 77%. Ivy Leaguers jumped to 89% approval. And to show the political leanings of this elite 1%, the survey asked respondents whether they approve or disapprove of the job Joe Biden is doing. 44% of overall voters thought Biden was doing a good job. And that's actually high compared to many other recent polls. But the number jumps to 84% for the elite 1%. The border is a disaster. Food costs more. Energy costs more. China and Iran have been emboldened. Biden stokes racial and political division. And yet, 84% of elites think he's the man. That's what we are facing. That's the challenge in front of all of us. All right, next let's talk about what's going on at the Texas border because the standoff between Texas, which is trying to stem the flow of illegal border crossings by installing razor wire along a specific portion of the border, and Biden's DHS, 
which wants open borders, continues. At a recent press conference, Green Jean-Pierre blasted Texas Governor Greg Abbott, saying that Abbott was preventing Border Patrol agents from doing their jobs. DHS sent a Texas a letter outlining the access of Border Patrol needs in Shelby Park, for example, to do their jobs, and demanding Texas uh, confirm this access will be honored. Border Patrol needs to have access in order to do their job. They just do. And, uh, you know, what we're seeing from Governor Abbott, you've heard me say this over and over again, they're making harder. They're making it harder. He's making it harder for Border Patrol to do their jobs. They need access. What ridiculous comments. First of all, Border Patrol agents across the board can't stand Biden's policies. Biden is the one making it harder for them to do their jobs. Second, we are talking about a small, small part of the border, but all of a sudden, Biden's DHS is up in arms. And why? Because this small part of the border represents defiance of the Biden open borders policy. How dare a state protect its border? Well, get ready for a lot more defiance as Texas will continue to install razor wire in other portions of the border. Here's Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton on the Supreme Court ruling and future Texas border security efforts. All they did was remove an injunction from the federal government to come onto our property and cut down wire. It does not stop us from protecting our, our areas that we control that are owned by Texas governments. And it does not stop the state of Texas from continuing to put up fences and wire. So okay. it doesn't do anything to change what we should be doing. I don't think the governor is going to stop. I don't think he should stop. Great comments by Ken Paxton. And I applaud the governors in over half the states in America who have stepped forward and are siding with Texas. The federal government, per our Constitution, is supposed to secure the border. It is willfully not doing that. And so Texas has no choice but to step up. No, they can't come onto our property. They, there's nothing that the Supreme Court said about federal Border Patrol being able to come on to Texas government property. This isn't private property. This isn't federal property. They control over, what, 1,200 miles of the border in Texas, the, mm -hmm. the Border Patrol, and we control a few miles. And, and for some reason, they need to they need to come onto our property and damage it. I don't I don't know why. They have plenty of room, and there are border, point, border entry points. Everybody's supposed to go for safety anyway. Why don't they just work better with the cartels and getting them there? Because that's what they're doing now. This is an issue we all need to be focused on. This mass migration and open borders is a phenomenon that is happening in Western countries all around the world. It is meant to destroy those societies. We are being flooded by people who have no desire to embrace the American dream, contribute to American society, or adopt the American way of life. We owe it to ourselves as a nation to only accept those, regardless of race, religion, or ethnicity, who truly want to be Americans and who will provide a benefit to the country by being here. All right, next, here's some rapid-fire headlines from around the country. First, Saturday Night Live is taking heat for putting their woke stupidity on full display. During their weekend update skit, the SNL team mocked former President Trump for talking about debanking. Trump did have a slight stumble this week while talking about banks, and he introduced an interesting new term called debank. We're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you. They want to debank you, and we're going to debank. I don't know what the hell debank means, but he might have to take de-ambulance to see the doctor. It turns out that debanking or de-risking is an actual term describing efforts by banks to shut down accounts on those people the bank deems as some kind of risk 
either legally or through reputation, you know, like shutting out conservatives? Leave it to today's SNL to reveal just how dumb it is. Next, the House of Representatives has released articles of impeachment against Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. As reported by the Gateway Pundit, the articles of impeachment cite Mayorkas's willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law, failure to control the border to the detriment of national security, compromise of public safety, and violation of the rule of law and separation of powers in the Constitution. If the House of Representatives approves articles of impeachment, the case will move to the Senate for a trial. Then, in a win for sanity in protecting women's sports from male competitors, the Australian surfwear brand Rip Curl is having its own Bud Light moment. As reported by the Post Millennial, backlash, backlash has ensued after Rip Curl made the decision to promote the transgender woman, Sasha Jane Lowerson, 44, a guy, after dropping legendary female surfer Bethany Hamilton from the iconic brand as an ambassador for sharing a simple stance that men should not be allowed to compete in women's sports. Rip Curl shared a video praising Lowerson, which was met with ridicule and threats of mass boycotts. Since then, Rip Curl has disabled comments in their Instagram account and removed the video of Lowerson. It just shows you that when people speak up for common sense and against wokeness, the people will win. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.